The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the Militia live on Twitter. X Spaces for the final segment of each show. God willing, the... Syracuse Orange started another year 4-0 and go undefeated in the non-conference play before hitting this tough little stretch here. Got three games that are on the radar, been on the radar all year. A 29-16 win over a tough Army team yesterday. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. But, as always, before we do that, let's hear what Coach had to say following the game. Just thoughts and prayers out to... Uh... Andre Miller, that was the young man that was down, and uh, he's going to be at, I want to say, upstate tonight. And, uh, you know, whatever he needs, uh, I'm pretty sure the military is going to be able to give him, but uh, we will do our part in whatever it takes. Coach, a lot more just, you know, connection tonight between Schrader, Schrader and the wide receivers. How can you speak specifically to how well Alfred played tonight? You know, Alfred is a captain. And he has a C on his chest, and that doesn't come easy. That means he has not only the faith and the support of the team, but also the coaches as well. And uh, I was excited for him. It was a breakout game for, you know, we used to call him Bambi. Now we call him Moose since he's from Canada. But uh, you know the difference between a deer and a moose, right? Like you hit a deer. They tell you to hit a deer because you don't, they don't want you to veer off the road and get into trouble. Try hitting a moose and see what happens to your car and you inside of it. So it's a big difference. He's a big guy, and we need him to play big. And we were excited about his performance today. First of all, nine minutes for the opening drive versus our defense. We were excited about that. I've seen 12 and 14 minutes in that thing. And we changed the way we practice. Normally, we're three and out in practices during the week. This week, Last week, we were four and outs because we knew they were going to go for it for fourth downs. Talking to the team every practice about how this game was going to go and it went and it went exactly the way we thought it was going to go and if it was going to be a close game they were going to have the ball 40 to 44 minutes if we found a way to break away then maybe the reps would be different but you we we went into this game understanding that our defense was going to play twice as many 
snaps as our offense as long as the score was close. And that's why it was important to get away a little bit so that those numbers and those possessions, uh, I mean, they're never going to balance out, but they came a little bit more to normal. LeQuinn is good enough to get 100 yards on the ground and 100 yards in the air. I mean, he could be a, he's got the ability to be a 200-yard performer. Now, it, he's, he's just that talented. People don't understand. He's really, really good. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited that he got 100, and uh, I don't know what he got in the air, but we need to get him more. Yeah, Coach, as you know, Army ran the ball quite a lot in that first half. How did you and your coaching staff adjust as far as scheme and personnel to minimize the effects of their run game in the second half? We put one new thing in at halftime on defense. We put one new thing in at halftime, and then we put it back on the young men. The one thing you want to do as a coach is you don't want to take a game away. You don't want to out-scheme a game away from your guys. Uh, we got we have more we have a lot of talent we have more talent we need to make sure that those guys play up to a certain level first one i'm, I'm gonna steal something from emily uh isaiah jones not playing today uh reason why that one in uh isaiah will be down for a while and i have no dates on that coach when you reflect on the non-conference play and, and being 4-0 as you step into the acc when you bundle it all up together, just what you've seen from this team and the resolve of your team, guys that have stepped up when they've needed to as well. I think the key part, DT, is exactly what you said on the step-up part. I mean, we've got guys going down, and this is what happens in football. And it's the conversation's too long for me to give you all the answers up here and behind this microphone. But the key thing is it's the next man up attitude, and and your your offense and your defense is is, is varying. It's changing based off of personnel, and it needs to. You know, like we're going to do what we always do. You can't do that. Some guys are different than other guys. There's a reason why some guys go to the NFL and some guys use their college degrees to make a lot of money. And you have to understand that, that you want to always stress your best players. Make your best players have stress. Don't make your players that are not the best have the stress in the offense or the stress on the defense. All right, so um, into Coach's opening remarks as, as far as um, Andre Miller goes, a scary scene for a little bit there. And um, obviously we wish him the best, but I think I saw a report from Syracuse.com that says, you know, it's not a, you know, he's moving extremities and things. So right. a lot of that stuff's precaution because, it's you know it's that's that's a touchy thing and I think it was friendly fire if I remember right and I think yep um, it it was I was watching this game from my phone at my son's birthday party so I'm a terrible dad so anyway <laughs> it was tough sometimes I had the phone in my pocket and I was just listening so um, anyways I went back and and watched some of the highlights from YouTube TV whatever they pull out you know so anyway. Um, Obviously, hope he's good, but um, a scary scene nonetheless. Now, Damian Alford, we talked about who was going to be the ones who stepped up. Obviously, his name is always at the top of the list. And 6'6", six, six, what, 6'6", six, six, 210, 220, something like that. I mean, right. the dude's an animal. And you saw exactly how the trader was throwing those balls. And there's, you know... He's 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 that guy that can just go up and and get those. He's just got to do it. So, um, to to the point last week, Joe. You know, 
I didn't see like drop passes. It wasn't a th- really a thing yesterday. Right. So, you know, the offense started slow, but you know, it wasn't due to that. So, right. um, breakout game for sure. Like coach said, nine receptions, 135 yards. And, you know, like we heard coach talking about Isaiah Jones, might as well just go ahead and get that out of the way out for a while. Going to need, uh, good to see Pena back. And obviously with Damian Alford, if he gets into a rhythm, I think he can be extremely dangerous and obviously we need him to play big time. So, right. um, good game for him though. And, uh, happy for him. No TDs, but look, 135 yards. He led that, that core and, um, just hopefully like, like he, like he said in the presser, you know, every game, this is my best game. Well, next week I want it to be my, my best game. And, and if he's, if he's putting those goals in front of himself and he's that driven, he'll, he'll go out and get it. So it's a good yeah. sign. Yeah. He's got, um, obviously there's just God given ability that there's nothing you can do. And we talked, uh, in the preview about, you know, the, the army cornerbacks being short and we should be able to take advantage of that in, uh, you know, a lot of it was catching it and going out of bounds and staying out near the, you know, the sideline. And, and that kind of guarantees, especially in a zone, that you're kind of going to go man to man. Right. And uh, so those balls, I mean, you might not be able to throw all of the balls that he threw against every team. Right. But there's a lot there that would work against pretty much anybody because he just threw it where nobody else could get it from him or but him. Um, and then, you know, to piggyback on that. Um, Amari Hatcher and Donovan Brown, they caught a couple clutch passes. And I even like the one that Valari caught in, in his, his run after the catch. Um, so, yeah, overall, the receiver, you know, maybe Babers was right. Maybe they just weren't used to uh, <laughs> the lights the, the, out there. The lights at night, yeah. <laughs> I'm, still not, I mean, I'm still not buying that. But well, but I mean, there could be some truth to it. But either way, you, you get you got to go out you're playing at a high level, you need to perform at a high level. And, and that's just a, that's, that's not a reason is it's an excuse. So, right. um, you know, yeah, Donovan Brown, he caught a real clutch one and I don't remember what it was, but it was a third uh, down. Yeah. Okay. Across but, the middle. Yeah. And Amari Hatcher, obviously with, um, with a touchdown reception. So stop spinning the ball, mate. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, get I, I, I mean, mean I don't, I, I under here, here's the thing. I had to watch that a couple times. It was the jawing, I think. He didn't really like spin it at the guy, but he was a little hyped up and he might have said something. We don't know what he said. It seemed quick and short, short and sweet, I should say. No. It, 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 it's just one of those things. It's like anything like that in college, though, they call. Yes, they do. Because, you, you know, obviously you're dealing with a lot of testosterone, right? Young testosterone. And you don't want to get this. You know, we don't need that. We don't need it. Right. right, right. Um, but with that said, I mean, just control yourself. Act like you've been there. And um, I think especially against Army, you know, I mean, it's a little bit different of a game. It is. I feel like, I feel, first of all, like Coach said, I feel like they catch a lot of breaks with the penalties. Okay. I feel like they do a little bit. But I think that's traditionally just how that goes. There's a couple. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple. There's a horse collar and a couple other things that horse collar on the sideline, Trevor Pena on the punt return. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I mean, there was just some they, nothing crazy. No, like nothing crazy. Games. Exactly. Not not as bad as the past couple games. But yeah, just you know, keep keep your head keep your head down and and do your thing. You know, I kind of right. like the the high five action that Garrett Schrader. I think it was LaQuinn Allen, right? Was LaQuinn Allen? And Garrett Schrader high fiving in the end zone. 
against Purdue. Wasn't that last? Oh, yeah, against Purdue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, was it LaQuinn Allen? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I like that. I like the the handshake. Uh, when it was Marshawn Lynch used to do the handshake. Right. You know, I like that. You know, that's kind of, you made your point. And you, and you know you go congratulate your teammates, and it's almost worse in a certain in a certain way to be as as subtle as possible about it. You know. Yeah, I mean it's. Just, I mean I don't know if you were watching live, but he definitely got called out to the coach. Oh yeah, I saw had that. Had to go deal with the receiving coach and then yeah. Babers and yeah. you know, reading Babers' lips. You know, you, you're giving him a chance to return a kickoff now, basically, because Denneberg yeah. without extra yards pretty much hits it in the. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Zone every time putting them so. back fifteen yards. I think they got started at the, above the you know over the thirty. Yeah. So they had good field position to start that. But anyway, yeah, a, a good job by them, and all of them need to step up. And I felt like they were pretty good. Um, so the the first drive of the game, I don't know if it, like we were talking, Joe, and we stopped talking because we realized we were saying too much. But yeah, at the beginning of that game, it does that did not surprise me as much as Syracuse coming in and going three and out. But when you sit there and you you're running almost you know over nine minutes off the clock in the opening drive of the game, and you know that's nine minutes play time. So we're looking at at least probably 20 minutes of just Trader sitting around waiting and the offense sitting around waiting. And then, right. you know, they kind of got punched in the mouth and then they go out there. And, they, and what surprised me more than that was the three and out, which I really got punched in the mouth. I mean, it took, <laughs> three it, and out, yeah. it, took a, it took a whole half for that offense to get going. And um, this from this from SU The Juice. I think it's, it's this used to be the big orange back in the day. Army came into the game converting 40% of their third downs and all six of their fourth down attempts against FBF schools. Now, I remember a stat I heard during the game. It says they were 10 for 10 on fourth down attempts. And they just got this freaking bowling ball um, that Jacoby, Jacoby Buchanan. Buchanan, yeah. Um, he's a, I mean, he's a monster of a guy. Yeah. And he's going to get two, three yards every time he touches the ball. So it's almost like, you know, you could just take him and go just march down the field almost. You know what I mean? So um, you know, they're that team that does that. You heard Coach talk about how they prepped for the game and, um, you know, going four and outs instead of because they knew that was going to happen. So it doesn't surprise me. They had two they had two frustrating drives like that. It's so frustrating as a fan to watch that. And Coach Coach prepared the team. If you listen to the whole press, he prepared the team for, look, don't get frustrated. Here's what's going to happen. And, you know. Without a doubt, it did, obviously. And it's frustrating to watch. But they really only had two drives like that. After that, they kind of struggled. And they slowed the, they slowed the game down so much. What's, how many possessions did Syracuse have? Three? Two, three possessions in the first half, right? Um, so they each they had, had... They had four. Four? Okay, so they each had four then, pretty much. So, you know, they're, they're only... If, if they can't be successful, they hurt themselves too when you play like that. So... You know, Syracuse made made an adjustment at the half there on, on offense and defense, and Trader came out with you know getting some little short passes and getting that a little bit more confidence and just settling in. And once he settled in, and then you know he ran for a good one uh, first down one time, and then I mean once he had that, you could see it um, him getting a rhythm. And um, from from there on out, it was it was it was game over. They just totally dominated in the second half. So. Um, oh yeah, a little nerve wracking, I mean, but it was nerve wracking, and especially like we we said when they have two they have two drives 
in the first half that equal out to 36 plays in almost 19 minutes out of the possible 30 minutes, you know, of of the half. You know, that that that, that type of stuff is demoralizing. And those were their two scoring drives that got them down, um, or they got them the 10 points that they had. But um, but yeah, like you said, for them to do that and us to come out and just go three and out in one minute. I mean, it was a minute off the clock, and then they got the ball back. You know, then we made them punt, then we got the ball back, got a field goal. Made, I mean, it was a back-and-forth kind of thing there for a little bit, but then they had that 19 um, play drive to, to end in, in the half, really. And we threw an interception going into halftime. Um, so that was our fourth, if you want to say, um, it was our fourth time that we got the ball and we were really kind of rushing to get it down to try to get some points because there wasn't a lot of clock left and uh, Schrader threw that interception that they almost returned. So, I mean, really, when you look at the fact that they had 23 minutes, right? About 20, actually, they probably they, had more they, than that. They right? had 20, 20, you're talking about time of possession? Talking about time of possession in the first half. Oh, I'm, I don't know the first half. I have the whole number here. They had 33 minutes and 20 seconds to our 26.40. I'm not sure what they had in the in the in the uh, first half, but they. So I think they had 23, 24 minutes out of the f- possible 30, 30 in the first That's half. Pro- that sounds about right. And so the fact that they had that, and then they had the dropped interception that could have gone for a pick six. I think. That was the, f- the first three and out, I believe. Um, and then they had another interception that they almost ran to the house at the end of the half. I mean, that really, really could have been ugly. Um, so the fact that we even went into halftime at 10-3 and three was uh, a blessing, really. Yeah, I think, you know, like Coach said with the opening drive, you know, he was they were happy with the 9-10 minute opening drive because he's, he's seen, you know, 12-14 minutes. On, on some of that stuff. So, um, LeQuint, you know, he only had 23 receiving yards. And, uh, you know, we know that's not even the tip of the iceberg for him, but 104 yards on the ground. And after a slow start for him, too, uh, his third 100-plus rushing uh, yard game of his young career at Syracuse. So, um, obviously, like to see him get more involved out of the backfield in the passing game. But, I mean, we'll get there. I think Syracuse was just kind of doing what they knew they needed to do. And, um, and I don't want to say it was a dire situation, but they definitely had to change things up. Now, Coach says they adjusted the defense and they added one new thing, but it didn't say what it was. And I, I'm course. not smart enough to determine what that was either. And obviously that's going to be kept in the, in the, in the back pocket anyway. But, um, you know, whatever it was, it worked. And, again – Overcoming some of the adversity of a slow start like this. You know, remember last year, we played from behind all the time. Remember that? We always started slow. I remember talking about this a lot. We, we, they'd come out, they'd start slow, and right. then they'd end up picking it up. But like Schrader has said this year, and he said plenty of times last year, like they just got to come out and, and play hard. This is a different animal. This game against Army is a different animal. You know, I don't think there's a there's a team that we're gonna see. It's not the the, the Wake Forest of old, um, and I don't think that we're going to see anything like this in the ACC. So that's a it's a that's a difficult scheme, and you see why they do it. The discipline of them to be able to do it. They've got the size to be able to do it, and to just run the ball down your throat constantly. And they didn't pass much. I wish I had his first first um, Bryson Daly's first half passing 
um, stats because his 145 yards, a lot of that came like really close to the end of the game. There was a there was that late touchdown. That was an 80 yard touchdown. Yeah, exactly. So um, there you go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, so he had so, 60 60 yards before that. Yeah. So, um, anyways, it's. Th- it's it's just they 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 are a one trick pony still kind of although they do pass a little bit more but with that said he can't that Bryson Daly now maybe he can pass but he could not pass yesterday he was way off he had a couple good ones but that Syracuse defense had him guessing just like they almost like they had us guessing what the hell they were going to be doing with their option play so yeah you know I I, I thought for what it was our defense did a tremendous job and they struggled doing anything other than running the ball. And when, by the time it, they got something big, it was too late. Well, yeah. And, and then, so I know it's easy for, I mean, we saw the text going back and forth in our group thread with, you know, Michael and Q's water boy. And you know, I had a couple other buddies, Sabo and, you know, it's easy to get demoralizing early, especially, oh, we're just letting this Army team just run it down our throats. Like, we got to step it up. What are these other schools going to do? But, like, to your point, um, you know, these are very, very um, hardworking, patient, very disciplined players when you talk about the service academies. Even if you want to yeah. go Air Force and you want to go yeah. Navy, um, they don't have the talent. You know, and sometimes the size that a lot of these power five schools have and to play these guys and to have a chance to win, they got to put you in rough situations like that. Uh, So, you know, in hindsight, uh, you might want to look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, why did we defer to the second half? Why didn't we get the ball? You saw what happened to Army's offense when they had to play from behind and they couldn't just run it and, you know, run nine yard or nine minute um, drives. But. Then when you look at how we how we started, started the game, offense. yeah, what would it have been if it, we just got the ball and went three and out, and then they go and they have their nine yeah. yard, you know, and then they get the ball at half. Yeah. So at least this gave us a chance to keep it close, figure out what they were doing. I mean, in hindsight, it's always fifty fifty, especially when you see how the the you know you see how the damn game plays out because you, we do get the ball only down ten three in the second half. And we went 43 yards in eight plays, went forward on fourth down, missed it. But then we held them to a three and out. And then we scored in five consecutive um, possessions in the second half. So, and we pretty much stopped them. I don't think they got a first down in between there. And I think they had two interceptions. So, or through two interceptions. Yeah, through. So, um, based upon what we saw in Purdue and based upon obviously now, and like what you talked about, it does kind of seem like we start off slow. We try to figure out, you know, where we can go and where we can attack. And sometimes it doesn't look great. You know, there's you know, sometimes Schrader looks like it takes a little while for him to wake up, you know, uh, especially on sometimes in these noon games. But uh, nonetheless, our, our, our halftime adjustments have been pretty, pretty good these last two games when we really needed it. Uh, last game they spoke about, you know, the – Coach Long coming in and, and making a play, a defensive play, a new one they hadn't practiced, and that it helped them out in the second half against Purdue, and we came back and you know beat them right. And uh, same thing goes for for Army. You know, we went in and we made some adjustments, and we came in the second half and we looked like the team that we should look like against them. Um, you know, it's 
not always going to look pretty against these guys. You know, these type of teams are going to play hard, and you're going to have to earn it. And uh, I think that yesterday we earned it for sure. And that defense in the second half was great. Yeah, it was awesome. And you know, like um, like you're saying, like the whole receiver defer thing. I mean, I always defer. I mean, I, I don't see I don't see many negatives to it. So you you go, you defer, you see what they got. Okay, they go down. They they take nine ten minutes. Go down there and punch us in the mouth and score. Not okay. Look, it's out of the way. It's done and over with. Take that shelve it learn from it you come out you'd, you'd go three and out it doesn't matter if if for me we had an opportunity and it's a great play by their defense whoever intercepted that ball um it was a great play because it wasn't a terrible pass it was uh cameron jones who intercepted what, at the end ball. of the half yeah at the end of the half yeah i uh, think that he had a hatcher short he should have he should have went there um I don't know. Maybe he was, and it was overthrown. I don't know, but it just was just too much time for him to jump the route at the last second. That, that's all. I mean, it was on target. It just wasn't timing. I guess was the thing. Right. But, um, you know, you're looking at being able to go ahead and um, take points at the end of the half, whether it's a field goal or what. Because I mean, you go go in ten six. Right, you know, it's a whole lot better than ten three, and then you get the ball back. So, I mean, I tell, that's why I like it. I mean, plain and simple. So, um, you know, I guess there's an argument to be had there, but I, I didn't even think twice about it. I really didn't. And honestly, too, realistically, you got to know the temperature of your team, right? Yeah, well, that, uh, I mean, the temperature of both teams. Well, the temperature of both teams, right? You know how Army's going to come out and hit you in the mouth, whether they get it. To the beginning or not, you know, no matter what time they get their first possession, they're still going to come in and try to do that. So, uh, and like you said, against certain teams, like yeah, it seems like you know we do start off a little bit slow, and it seems like we are really good so far this year um, at the halftime adjustments with these new coordinators. So, why not? You know, you know why not keep it going? Um, I know that we probably didn't beat them as badly as some teams would have wanted to, but um, or the, the, our fans would have wanted us to. But judging how that first half went, to come back and, and score twenty six points, yeah, is is right on par from what we've been scoring. And you know, twenty six is I guess I guess forty two points, and they scored half of what the <laughs> the games aren't going to be so. pretty. And and to think that this game was supposed to be so pretty against a team that does this is. I just don't think that that's a reasonable expectation. And there were some fans groveling about it. I just, yeah. I just don't think that that's, that's, first of all, that's, you sound a little bit spoiled. And, and also, it's just not, re- it's just not realistic. Well, I mean, look, get, get ready because you, if you think that was ugly, I mean, <laughs> Florida State. No, well, Dippet Army makes it look ugly, right? I mean, it's well, not, yeah, it's, they make it's, it look it's ugly. A, it's a team that's that doesn't can't match up with you with talent, but they make it look ugly because they are very good at what they do. Um, so that's really where it comes down to. Even when you looked at our, I mean, I guessed it forty-two to fourteen, so I thought it was going to be different too. There was a lot of guesses that were more than what the actual spread was. I mean, they only won by thirteen, which talk about bad beat. Uh, from what I understand, the spread was thirteen and a half. So when they threw that eighty-yard touchdown. Anybody that bet Syracuse, I think, lost. Um, so kind of a bad beat as far as that's concerned. Yeah, but, that's uh, too bad. 
Um, hopefully, some people got them at twelve and a half at some point. I don't know, but uh, thought that's what it opened up as twelve and a half. But yeah, no, I mean that's that's just it's just what it is. It's if we would have jumped on them early and we would have scored a little bit earlier, then I think that it would have been something a little bit. If we could have scored with them, at least gone into we would have went into half ten ten right or thirteen to ten, or we would have scored another ten points, which we could have. Then I think it, it, obviously the score looked a little bit differently. But the fact of only going through the first half and scoring three points. And obviously that's going to be a little bit ugly. And we knew that it could go due to two different ways, right? And I think that we knew what this offense, the Army offense, was going to look like when they had to play from behind. And it was just at what point in the game was it going to get there? How long was it going to take for us to kind of get the lead to force them to have to pass and, and kind of go to the part of their offense they're not great at? And it just took a longer than I think what a lot of Syracuse fans expected. Um, and that's probably why it was really, really difficult for – some fans to deal with um, when it when it all comes down to it because I can understand. I mean, I was very frustrated watching that first quarter, and and uh, I can only imagine if I was sitting in the dome for that. So. Yeah, it's no, no doubt. Like being frustrated is one thing, but being disappointed w- w- with a with an overwhelmingly um, controlled second half to an ugly start is to be upset about that is another like. You should just be. We should, you should be happy that these guys can do that. Period. <laughs> right, because UTSA <laughs> couldn't, and they're yeah. supposed to be a decent squad. And Army went down to Texas, and uh, if you think that's bad, Syracuse fans, uh, UTSA had to deal with that two halves. So, and that's the thing is, this, we I saw the first half, and I'm like, this is going straight towards another 45 minute time of possession, just like UTSA. So, yeah, um, well, man, that's. That's where I was nervous about it, but again, this, the second half adjustments and some of those plays with those guys, you could tell that the safeties came down and they started making more plays. You know, Clark, Barron, stuff like that. Um, Marlo Wax started figuring out their blocking scheme, and he was starting to get first contact around the, the line of scrimmage versus two, three yards downfield. So um, don't know exactly what they did, but whatever they did um, seemed to have worked. Yeah. Minus one play. And according to Noon's Magician – you take that 80-yard touchdown away, and we were hold. I think we had we were holding them to 41 total yards of offense in the second quarter with negative four rushing yards. You mean second half? Yeah, second half. Yeah, and obviously that counts sacks and stuff like that. But yeah, we had them. We had them rattled. You could tell confident Army's confidence was at all-time high in the first half, and then coming out and punching him in the mouth the way we did in the second half really kind of... Yeah, Schrader, Schrader had, and I think this is also from Noon, Schrader had 62 yards in an interception in the first half. And he ended up going 21 for 26 for 245 and a touchdown. In the end, yeah. plus 10 rushes for 60 yards and another touchdown. So, so yeah, I mean, there's it's the... Tale of two halves. Yeah, no, I was going to not... I was going to say that and I'm like... I'm so tired of that. We got to come up with something else. Yeah, we, I know. I know. <laughs> as we say, I mean, how many times? Yeah, but how many times? We we you got to be. We got to find a better analogy for that because it, that's the story of us. That's Syracuse football and basketball in a nutshell. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so weird, but no, yeah. it, it's just how it goes. Um, all right, it's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. All right, it's that time of the week. At the end of every game, I ask for your thoughts on said game. You go to any social and you leave it. And uh, well, not any. 
basically just the big two. Leave your thoughts on the game, and we'll talk about them here. Joe's going to handle the book of faces, and I've got Twitter up here right now. Yes, that's been the oh, trend. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at, I'm oh, trying to step up. I'm trying to step up. Yeah, I Take appreciate on it. more responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah, I appreciate it. You deserve a raise. <laughs> at Oil Cutes, I'm surprised Army tried to throw the ball at all. Their run game looked unstoppable, unstoppable particularly – that goal line package with the with the 270 pound running back. Um, yeah, I think the running back price. Sh- uh, I think the running back price should be replaced. I don't know what that means. Why was uh, Why was Jones not playing? We're we're not sure, right? I mean, obviously injury. Um, Alfred was a beast today. Yes, and Alfred needs to be consistent. You know, back to coach always saying, you know, better to be. Uh, consistently good than occasionally great, right? Well, we've yeah. kind of seen that from Alfred, and you know he was he was awesome yesterday. He didn't score, but he did everything that he needed to do. Some very clutch throws in a, in and our first touchdown drive, the one LaQuinn Allen uh, ran in, and then you know just throughout the game, just hauling in hauling in the tough catches, and Schrader doing a good job of putting them there. And I heard in their presser, heard Alfred talking. You know, he, he he's had faith in Garrett since he walked in. So I think, you know, they work on that. I think it's going to be, it's going to develop into something. He's just got to get a little bit more consistent. That's all. And, you know, we've, we've seen what he can do. We know what he can do. He's a big ass dude. Six, oh, six. Yeah. So he's real big and he's still, you know, he's still coming into his own. Uh, but uh, to speak on the other parts of that comment, I think that he was alluding to the second, oh, stringer, oh, second Price. stringer, Juwan Price. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. And then also, I know Isaiah Jones, this is probably another th- situation where we were holding withholding information type thing. But I know I did mention that I saw, obviously, Alfred get a little banged up. But I saw Isaiah Jones uh, get banged up as well against Purdue. And I didn't see him come back in the game he, at some point in the second half. So He didn't. Uh, I th- and I thought, we, I thought we mentioned it last week. We, we did, yeah. but they never mentioned that there was an actual injury. Uh, injury. Yeah. So, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't asked about after the, after the um, game during the presser. And if you ain't asking, you ain't, you ain't getting no information. <laughs> That's for no, damn sure. Just, I mean, most of, the t- most of the time when you ask, you're not getting information. Exactly. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Some of it's so pointless, but... I mean, it's just how it is. Uh, at no Blanchard 44, uh, our run defense is not great, but a win is a win. If the dome is not filled next week, we riot. Well, look, I, mean, no. um, I, I thought the run defense was actually shored up. And, yeah. and I think we got gouged. We've gotten gouged before. But at the end of the day, when you've got basically four rushers, let's, well, not even really. Well, yeah, let's call it four. Yeah, you got four rushers, and, and, and we're looking at about 125 yards, and they used more than that, but they're under 10 yards each. That's pretty good, and that's all they did the first half. So I, I think it's pretty good. I, you know, I wasn't totally impressed, but expected, I think, most of it. So, I mean, yeah. it's not great. I guess it's not great. I mean, we'll see. We're not going to face, we're not going to, I don't think we're going to face the likes of something like that again this year. Not like that. Not methodically driven down your throat like that. No, no. And and realistically too, I mean, they, I'm not going to do the math right now, but they have, they're after four games, Army is still averaging 
over 209 rushing yards per game. And that's after the 125 that we allowed um, yesterday. So realistically, they were higher than 200 going into the game as far as average. We held them to 125 um, yards rushing overall, 2.7 average per um, you know rush when you look into 46 attempts. And we had 158 yards rushing, so we rushed – Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was. I was just going to say. And Buchanan was the one. You know, he's averaging three point seven. Okay, and he rushed. He rushed the ball six times. So that and was. They put him in there to get first downs I, and third I, and fourth down. That's I, pretty much it. So I know, but he was. He was. He averaged the most out of any of those backs. It's just methodical. You get two. Right. And a, you get two and a half yards a, a carry, and you and you have four downs to do it. That's first down. First down. That's that's what they did. Yeah, so, but wasn't there a wasn't there a and I understand what your point is, but wasn't there some type of Twitter thing like last when we were talking about the preview and they were talking about you know um, their rushing offense versus our rushing defense and they had like a yes. number nine rushing offense and we had like the eleven rushing defense yes. and we held them to way under their average by yes. close to a hundred points going into this game. So right. I'm just saying it's hard for me to say. And what was the first drive? Seventy five yards. <sighs> I don't know exactly yeah, how many were was. rushing, but I mean they were negative four yards rushing in the second half. Yeah, so most of that 125 came in the first half, and that's why I'm just I'm just kind of rebuting the fact of like that comment saying that we don't have that our rushing defense isn't good because we just held the top ten rushing team to almost 100 yards under the rushing average. Yeah, um, at, if not now, when 84. Not going to lie, the first half, I was pretty nervous. The staff made amazing adjustments at the half, and we shut them down. Schrader probably could have run more, but he's healthy, and that's all that matters. Good game by Alfred and Allen. On to Clemson, go Cuse. You know, the the one thing about this game I thought about, I mean, there was a couple moments where people, you know, were helped off the field and came back. And, and for as, you know, is for a grudge match like this, I feel like you know we came out on top as far as the injury battle goes. Um, right. We, we we you know we came out healthier, um, a lot healthier than we could have. Let's just put it that way. So um, I was nervous too. I was um, frustrated. I was nervous, but you know you've got to always just keep a cool head. It's like that seventy-five yard rush from. What's his noggin from Western Michigan? It was like, oh boy, you know. Well, it doesn't we don't all need to melt down? It's going to be okay. Uh, we're all frustrated. It's going to be fine. So <laughs> it uh, was super frustrating. I'm not going to lie. Like I yeah. said, it's because you start to wonder as a fan, is this what we're going to see the whole entire game? Y- yeah, but you, yes, no, but like. But the you know the faith yeah how much faith do you have in the defense? I mean, I wasn't too worried about it, but I was. I mean, I was worried, just like everybody. I wasn't too worried. I don't think you could keep that up the whole game. I was worried mostly about the three and out, and then having the defense come have to come back on the field after that nine ten minute drive that they just had to handle and then our offense can't stay on the field that's what i was worried about then once mm-hmm. they once they were able to fix that you could kind of see it equalizing and then after the second half you just saw i mean syracuse offensively and defensively just took the game over so um if they have the three and outs if they have more three and outs it's 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 worse but the bend don't break joe he always mentioned that i'm surprised you haven't yet but they bent 
They didn't break. And in fact, they're resilient as hell. At David7W, um, the first half gave me flashbacks to Notre Dame last year when we couldn't stop the run. Beck waited out the storm and started mixing it up in the second half. Once we committed to stopping the run, it was clear we had more firepower. Uh, praying for Dre Miller. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, um, once we stopped the run and they realized, well, and we they started to get down and we started to pull ahead and they realized they had to pass, they could not. They could not. And Bryson Daly could not pass. Um, take away that 80-yard pass, and we're down to, to 60-ish, 65-ish. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, at R Files 90, biggest takeaway was seeing this team face some level of real adversity for the first time. Right. We were just talking about that. That's a great point. That's a great point because we just made it. Uh, was able to make it make the right adjustments and respond uh, when needed, especially on defense on the defensive side with shutting down the run game completely in the second half. Yep, it's good. What do you that's got? That's a lot. I was going to say that's a lot of the uh, Facebook. A lot of the Facebook stuff. I mean, Jim Taylor two halves took both groups a while to wake up. Must have had a big pot of coffee at halftime. Uh, Michael Delello slow and scary start, but the mob eventually solved the the Army run game. Halftime adjustments with defense were spot on. Completely reversed the first half stats. Receiver caught the balls today. Great game. Um, yeah, I mean, this is pretty much okay. Here's here's one, boy Zach. Our boy this Zach ha- is he is he in the is he in the in, is he in the um, top fan echelon on Facebook yet? He, he is not. Come on, not Zach. Yet. I'm still no. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna get him that. Still boy. So. Um, <laughs> this had the making of a perfect letdown look ahead spot. Army's clock management had me extremely worried before the game began. I really want to see another running back step it up. I'll be loud and crazy in the dome next Saturday. We need to sell the dome out at start the season five and zero. Extremely pleased we walked away with no major injuries. Although Shredder and LaQuint gave me a couple of plays that held my breath. I like that. Why have we never thought of that yet? Garrett Shredder. Garrett Shryon. <laughs> I don't know. They started <laughs> talking about that last week. So uh, uh, Andy felt like a noon game, lackluster performance for two quarters. Clemson will run the same sort of off- basic offense against us, just with much better athletes. This game came at the perfect time. Almost feels like a blueprint for how to beat Clemson. Stop the run and force them to throw. Clemson totally beatable, as we've seen. Well. Yes. I mean, I understand that, but we also have to kind of take that with a grain of salt because, again, Clemson does get really, really good uh, recruiting classes. They have really, really good talent, and they've lost to two undefeated teams, Florida State and Duke. And they blew it. They blew it yesterday, and they could have won that game. There was a missed field goal. They can argue they blew it against Duke, too, with all the turnovers and stuff like that. So, I mean, it seems... It seems like yes, they are more beatable because obviously it looks like they're you know making mistakes that they normally haven't made in the past with some of their teams. Um, so there is that you know um, they have this walk-on kicker that missed a big kick. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely beatable for sure. But you know if if we allow them to run the ball, they have some good running backs and, and Klubnik can run, but Klubnik still throws. I mean he's got some issues sometimes with throwing the ball. They they don't have their the receivers that they normally have in Clemson. So, yeah, I mean, I can understand why people would think that. But, 
Let's see. Scott Peeling, my take, which may be unpopular. Army has a lot of close games in the first half because they run an offense that teams don't see and also control the clock. Fans get nervous because there are never a lot of possessions, but they generally end up having teams pull away in the second half after adjustments are made. I'm not mad about this win today. They outrushed Army and won by two touchdowns, except for the first quarter, as you kind of controlled this game. Yeah. That's about right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, that's fair. Kind of. I mean, I'm, I'm saying kind of controlled the game. Yeah. Because obviously they didn't very well in the first. But yeah. It's good. Uh, let's see. Did I do at our files yet? Yes, I did. Uh, at Q's Waterboard 2, impressed how disciplined Army plays, especially with their snap counts with receivers in motion. We slept walk until the second half, but most, but imposed our will with Allen and Alfred. Rather win ugly than lose pretty, plus not playing perfect gives us things to work on uh, for Clemson 4-0. You know, we mentioned it a little bit, but yeah, Allen started slow and ended, still ended up with over, over 100 yards. And it started when he kind of broke broke that touchdown run. And then, you know, it's like one of those things, just a mental thing maybe. But um, after that, he was he was pretty solid. So, um, and like I said, more for Allen out of the backfield in the passing game, I think is going to be needed. And I, I just don't know. Obviously, they're not forcing it either. So, um, it wouldn't, you know, it'd be cool to see Syracuse run kind of a triple option type thing. Because they got the, they. I feel like they've got. Obviously, they've got people to do it with. Um, yeah, I know uh, Jawan Price takes some heat, but we we've seen him do okay. He, he he's got to get better though. I mean, we need a little bit. We're gonna need a little bit more out of him. I feel like. Oh, I feel like yeah, that's I mean, accurate. I just they don't really give them that much opportunity. You know, I mean, it's just kind of par for the course. It's you're gonna play your best players if there's that big of a gap. I mean, you're not gonna put in your second string unless. You'd really need him to, right? I mean, when you looked at last year, we had LaQuinn Allen sitting on the bench, and Sean Tucker basically played majority of the time. So, I mean, if he's your best player, that's you feel like you need to still, you know, kind of stay in there. I like how he dropped him off. I mean, he he had a dump pass off to him off of, uh, you know, an extended play, and he also lined up one time out as a receiver and made a catch. LaQuinn did, and and obviously, I think I, I think that they have to start getting him the ball in rushing situations, you know, early and often, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I think that they waited a little too long. And I feel like sometimes it seems like we're a lot more pass heavy than what we should be. Um, or we could at least pass, but you know, I mean, I, th- I feel like LaQuinn Allen is a perfect running back for screen passes, Yeah, you know, for pitches, plays outside, stuff like that. Yeah. So um, there's a lot, a lot of things that I'd like to see at least them try a little bit earlier in the game than, you know, have Garrett run around and, and throw the ball from shotgun every single time. So, I, I mean, I think that we need to run a little bit more to become a little bit more balanced because I feel like at this rate, teams, especially good teams, I mean, even you saw it yesterday with Army. I mean, he read Garrett Schrader's eyes. And, I mean, I know they got one interception at the end of the, the first half, but. He, that, that should have been a pick six in the first quarter. He dropped yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and better teams are going to take advantage of that. And uh, if that's what we're doing all the time, the teams are going to know how to spy him. And again, our receivers are stepping up. They are young, and they are without a guy like Aranda that would have probably had double coverage and people looking for him the whole game. So 
they still are going to have to step up when, when talent gets better, and we're going to need to attack teams better than what we have been. Yeah. Um, and look, I really appreciate you guys. There's a lot of good comments in here. I'm just going through, and, and we don't have time to do them all because we're going to do the good and the bad of the ACC uh, from from yesterday. But um, a lot of good comments. Let's um, at t.teramigi, survive in advance, tough opponent, and staff made great halftime adjust, adjustments. Best thing about 4-0. And then there's one. I'm going to do a couple more real quick. At Stambiz7. Wins a win need to be cleaned up as soon as possible, or we could be looking at four and four before we even blink. And obviously, that could happen in any situation. I just don't think it was sloppy. Um, I thought it really wasn't that that sloppy of a game. It was just kind of it was a little ugly, but it wasn't. I don't think it was sloppy. I, I don't think it was at all. But I understand your point. I don't see four and four though. I mean, at the worst, I see I see maybe five and three, but. Um, Because you got, speaking of the good and the bad, you got Virginia Tech in that fourth game that he's talking about. So, um, (laughs) talk about Mm. the struggle bus. (laughs) They're on it. Um, Let's see. Let's do our buddy Dom at Baptized by Fire 7. Thank goodness this game is over. I hope that this is our stinker for this year. We would have lost this game in seasons past. Now let's beat 2-2 Clemson and put the nail in their coffin for this ACC season. Like Joe said, and I'm with you, Joe, that's a good point. That's still going to be a, a tough a tough out, even at the Dome. And I imagine, too, that fans are going to show up for that. I'm, I feel like they always show up for that regardless. Uh, of what, I hope so. Of, regardless of what time it is. Well, I mean. Dude, if you're undefeated and you got Clemson coming in a damn. And you can't pack that on. place. Yeah, I know. That would be embarrassing, to say the very least. It's orange out, too, I think I saw from Otto's Army. I think that's going to be an orange out for that game. So, um, anyways, Joe, unless you have something that's going to knock my socks off, we can go ahead and we can look at the the, the biggest winner and the biggest loser in the ACC. Not even, huh? Not even really a knock your socks off. Just what, uh, what, what do you got? Again, I just think it's something to to kind of leave people thinking about, you know, um, because this easily could have been, and I think that we had what was this. But this easily could have been a let-up game, right? Like what Zach Shea, like our boy Zach said. Um, you know, the those those games where, you know, you think you're just going to run over somebody and you're worried more about next week, right? We're worried more about Clemson. Yeah, you know, like, yeah right. <laughs> and we still got game. through it. We got through it healthy. And um, when you look at Clemson, they're 2-2. Two and, two. and You know, do they got people that's – you know, are starting to lose faith, even though they have lost good teams. You know, they play that against Florida State, went into overtime. I'm sure they're not going to come in 100% healthy. I'm going to be beat up a little bit. I mean, I know they went into yesterday's game a little bit beat up too. They so, did, yeah, I heard that. So, yeah, um, it's it's going to be interesting. The, the, the mental aspect of, you know, these games, I think there's probably some people on the Syracuse side that are, you know, kind of, you know, <laughs> Like, thank God we got through that one, right? And we were 4-0. and And then meanwhile, you got Clemson. Are they going to be mad? Are they going to be more upset about the fact they've already got two losses? And you know, they you know, know. They, it's more important. I mean, if you just look from 30,000-foot view, it's more important for Clemson to win this game than it is Syracuse. I mean, it'd be great if Syracuse won. But Clemson, they're fighting for, they're fighting <laughs> well, for their lives right now. Well, especially, I mean, every team can say what their goals. I mean, everyone can say their goals starting the season are – 
winning the national championship, right? But right. I mean, how many teams can say that's actually a realistic goal? Right, well, that's Clemson can realistic goal. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So, and right now they're sitting at two losses. Yeah. And the way that the ACC is looking right now, I'm pretty sure we have what six teams I think that are still undefeated. Um, yeah, top two, uh, top two with the best record. Us, UNC, Florida State, and NC State. Well, no, not NC State. Um, no, you got the four ranked teams. We'll we'll go over it. But all, yeah, all I'm saying is give is give somebody one. to think about. Give give gives you something to think about. You know. Yeah. So that brings us to uh, to just this b- brief discussion on on the games yesterday, and I didn't watch all of these, but I was definitely had my eye on the um, NC State Virginia game. And Friday night, yeah, Friday night, and that was, you know, it was a great, that was a great ending. Um, it was a great ending, but it was a great game to to have on a Friday evening. It's a great game to have on a Friday evening because, you know, I I love ACC football, yeah, and to have it just a just have a solo game on Friday night was awesome. And I was rooting for UVA. You know, they had. Um, they had the numbers of the yeah they had the numbers of the fallen players that were that were shot last year in an end zone and you got what's his name uh, Brennan over there um, trans- Brennan Armstrong he, and yeah. Robert and I yeah and Robert and I so well Brennan Playing Armstrong was teams. playing for UVA last year right and um, now he's plays for the Wolfpack so I was really rooting for UVA to take that game and you know kind of, a lot kind did. of a lot leading up to it and and UVA goes in this game zero and three and. They they they're they're playing a decent NC State team and they end up just letting it slip late, um, but you know twenty four twenty one a good game a good game, I would say the uh, just just tapping into that but I would say the biggest winner has to be Florida, and then the biggest loser has got to be Virginia Tech losing against Marshall I know Marshall's now three and zero but I mean Virginia Tech what happened you know. What's going on? Twenty four to seventeen, too. I mean, I don't know. Virginia Tech's big yeah. got bad too, man. Well, I mean, so you look at it. Obviously, we took care of business. Florida State, Clemson. To me, I thought that was going to be a good game. I don't necessarily think that that's the biggest win. Um, well, both teams. Well, yeah, okay, fair. I understand. I mean, it's, I think it's it was the biggest though. win, but it's not their season, right? If yeah. they lose that, and I'm not saying that it's a lot of every every team's seasons. To me, it's more or less like. To me, it was kind of proof, right? I mean, Miami. They went on the road and won 41-7, and that was pretty convincing. Duke beat up UConn really good 41-7, which if you remember, NC State only beat UConn by 10 points. So I think NC State's down a little bit this year. Um, North Carolina, they won at Pittsburgh uh, 41-24. So these ranked teams really, you know, they held serve. They held their own, and obviously Florida State beating Clemson. Quickly, on Clemson. The, hold on, on the, on, the, on, the, on the UNC pick game. Okay, now look. I found myself, and I'm, I'm guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling, Shut you, up. I'm telling you guys this in full confidence that no one, that you're not going to tell anybody. But I found myself rooting for Pitt to win that game, and I'm like, stop it, you stop. And I was pissing myself off, but I just, I just did not want to see North Carolina win. It was so annoying. So anyway. I was telling my wife, I'm like, look, I grew up hating Pitt. I don't know. I don't, I don't care who, win, who wins this game, really. I should not give a crap. But anyways, you know, it's just that part. <laughs> it's just that side of me that roots for the underdog sometimes, except right. for except for Colorado. It's, that's the one underdog I did not root for yesterday. Okay. Okay. Well, so just to go, I mean, obviously there's some, some close ones in the ranked teams. They obviously 
they held serve um, so much for that Duke is actually their game day is going to Durham next week because okay. Duke's Duke's got Notre Dame coming to the house. I mean, UConn, and, UConn is zero and four. I know, but Duke's also four and zero, and they've won every single one of their games by more than twenty points this year, and one of them was Clemson. So they moved up um, as well. So, but to me, I think well, the let's, answer. Let's be honest that that quarterback, that Ryan Leonard dude, is impressive. He's very impressive. Yeah. He's got. I mean, he's got a couple things. Obviously, just like any other quarterback, but he's a very impressive quarterback without a doubt. But so is that defense, that coaching staff, just the way they turned that whole program around in just two years with this guy. Yeah, it makes you want to um, vomit, doesn't it? A little bit. Not really. Yeah. It does. Um. So. Yeah, it does. <laughs> So, what I was really looking at the three games, to me, obviously, Marshall undefeated at home. Honestly, Marshall's been good. That didn't surprise me that much because I think we do know that Virginia Tech has struggled. Yeah. Um, They're struggled and they're banged up. Right. And so, to me, to be perfectly honest with you, Boston College thought they had found their quarterback. They played Florida State super, super close. Um, the fact that they lost to undefeated Louisville 56-28, to uh, to me – that was the biggest win because I didn't know if Louisville was for real or not. And I think that this kind of tells us that they are. I mean, the quarterback threw for 388 yards and mm-hmm. five touchdowns. Juar Jordan, the ex-Syracuse running back, mm-hmm. 18, 18 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Be nice um, to have him back. No, you ain't lying. You would be the one replacing Juwan Price or mm-hmm. maybe starting over LeQuint. But either way, to me, that home game with Louisville um, – with a team that does not have to play Clemson or North Carolina or Florida State on their schedule, um, that's a team that I think we're going to be hearing a lot more of. I think I believe they just cracked the top twenty-five this week as undefeated. Um, so, to me, the most impressive win in to me was Louisville beating Boston College by you know twenty-eight points. Um, and to me, the worst loss was George Wake Forest losing at home, undefeated Wake Forest losing at home to Georgia Tech, thirty to sixteen. That to me was um, yeah. I watched that game kind of like over my like I was I was it was on and I was enjoying myself, but um, yeah. Because to me, that just you know it's kind of solidified to me. Um, I think Wake Forest and North Carolina State. I think they're. Um, I think they took a step in the wrong direction from last year to this year. Not to say that it's their fault, but I just don't see them as strong a teams. And you lose your quarterbacks and stuff, you try to figure stuff out. But I don't see them as strong a teams as they were last year. Um, and and that was kind of my my takeaways. Is just I thought Wake Forest was going to win that, stay undefeated. We still have seven teams. I thought Wake Forest was a little bit better than that. Um, even though I do know Georgia Tech has. The athletes, and again, Louisville yesterday, they blew they blew my mind with with that score. So yeah, even even though it was against Boston, <laughs> again, I mean, they just Boston College just lost to Florida State the week prior, thirty one to twenty nine. So I just don't see a situation where that was an, that was an anomaly. Yeah, I agree. and maybe they're, it was. they're back to form. Boston College is back to form. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes you know you underestimate your opponent. And maybe that's what Florida State did, and they almost blew it. So, um, yeah, you ain't lying about that. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, it's gonna be fun from here on out. I think we're pretty much. Um, I'm ready for 
full on ACC play and um ready for I'm ready to see what what these boys can do in the ACC. And you know, I think, you know, if I have to my play my first game and it be Clemson, I'm okay with that right now, especially. And Clemson's going to come in there pissed off. And they're going to but you know, they're going to look to they're going to definitely look to get back to old form and they're going to try to use us as the cudgel to do it. But Oh yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think that necessarily it's going to be as easy as they might think. I feel like our guys, especially our defense, is going to be just as motivated. And yeah, um, <laughs> and, and, they will be. But I'm just saying, something tells me that uh, it, right now Clemson doesn't think anything's coming easy this year for them. Well, that possibly, and and, and Club Nick too has been. He's been somewhat inconsistent, to say the least. I mean, at least of what I've watched. Absolutely, you know? so, that's why they're two and two. Yeah, and he got a water bottle stuck. Guy, he but... got a water bottle stuck in his face mask yesterday. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, how, much, how much? All over, all over social media. How, it's hilarious. How much? How much more ridiculous could it get for Clemson right now? And I'm not trying to clown him because I wouldn't <laughs> underestimate him. But I'm no. just saying, um, Cade Klubnik is has been on and off. Obviously, he's a talented guy, but I think that our defense, I think that they're going to be able to rattle him. And, you know, hats off to Elijah Clark, too. And Justin Barron, again, also, both uh, Justin Barron led in tackles last week, too, behind. Yeah, I think he got his first interception, too. Yes, he did. But I think it was behind, um, was he behind Wax last week? Or no, it wasn't. It wasn't Wax. It was um, Jeremiah Wilson. Yeah, Jeremiah Wilson. He was he was tackling everything that was in front of him. So yeah. But yeah, so. no, Marlo Wax, he had um what, seven. Elijah had eight. Justin had seven with his first interception two weeks in a row that our captains get their first interceptions of their career, which is awesome to see. Uh yeah. I thought Anwar Sparrow, he came in, he he made some good some good plays. Jaden Gould transfer from Nebraska. Uh he get, got his first interception. That was a big one. And I think that um I think our special teams kind of came back, minus the missed well, PAT. <laughs> yeah, minus yeah, the that could have been a huge miss, though. I mean, look, uh, it could have been a huge miss. It wasn't. In but... hindsight, it wasn't. But at the time, you only going up by six. It what it seemed like it could have been devastating, but oh, it was. It didn't at, matter at, at the, the time, end of the day. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, everything is so emotional know, at the times, I, right? I know, right. So, so we had a whole half, but even you know Jack Stonehouse. Coming out three punts for 153 yards, 51 yard average. So, um, made up for that as well. So, I think I think we do like the lights in the dome a little bit better. I think so. I think so. I think they yeah. like. I, they, I think those those boys like playing in the dome, and I think um, Clemson doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so let's pack that bitch and send them home. Yeah. And I'm glad. And I was glad to see some longer runs by LaQuinn Allen and not just Garrett Schrader, right? For him to get to 20 carries, 104 yards, one rushing touchdown and one ref knocked over. Yeah. Do you um, remember who, who, do you remember, was it Mo Neal who trucked a ref really yes. bad? Like he trucked a ref. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. He trucked it. That was, yeah, that was reminiscent of, of circa what? That was to make up for the Okachuku personal file. <laughs> yeah right uh and then the ref gets up and apologizes obviously in the way so anyway um yeah all right well i think i think that's about what it got? huh we got two we got uh the preview 
the Clemson preview Tuesday or Wednesday? I'm looking at Tuesday this week for the Clemson preview, and then okay. um, we'll get scores out, um, final score predictions out. All right, cool. And, uh, uh, so we should it, have give, coaches, coaches pregame, and um, coaches pregame will be tomorrow. the 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 time for the UNC game should UNC be game tomorrow. Should be tomorrow, yes. So and, and then um, I'm gonna. I'm going to be going to that game, God willing. I mean, I'm going to go to the game. I just, um, I don't know what my plans are. And that's kind of what screws, I mean, like, I'm not mad at times. I'm, I am, like, I don't care what time. I just, people got a plan, man. <laughs> you know, it's it's three and a half hours from my house. So it's like, you know, I could, if it's a, if it's a four o'clock game, I can still drive there and drive home. And I got, you know, I got my, I can have my son drive, worst case scenario, right? So, um yeah, I just need to, if it's a seven thirty game, it's a little bit different story. Like I'm gonna be, now you it's look too late. Lodging. Yeah, I gotta lodge <laughs> exactly. So uh, you could just, always crash at my house. It still would be an hour drive. That's though. true, but yeah, I got to backtrack and then an hour and then drive your so then drive another three and a half home tomorrow morning or the yeah. next morning. So anyway, but we'll figure it out and um, hopefully we can we can meet up. I heard the tailgating there sucks. And um, oh, well, I know there's a my... few of us going, so a couple of listeners and Twitter Twitter folks, so it should be fun. Yeah, um, well, I got my cousin's my cousin's uh, wife works for UNC, and they bought season tickets. They got them for a discounted value. So, so far, they've and they're obviously Syracuse fans, but they figure why not? You know, UNC is a good team. They got an NFL quarterback, so they um, they have been to the Appalachian State and Minnesota games, so they've tried, they've kind of figured out best way, best best places to park for tailgating, best you know things to do and stuff like that. So, but from what I hear, it's definitely not set up the way that like NC State or Wake Forest. There's not a lot of big lots and stuff like that, so you got to plan accordingly. It's like so. It's like Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, something so like we that. Should, yeah. We should be used to it, right? Be make it be nostalgic for us. I mean, it'd be used to be. Yeah, probably be used to it if we were used to the area. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the tough thing. It's where do you go? But anyway, um, all right. I don't. Well, oh, there was. I don't coach. give a shit what yeah. you or anybody else <laughs> thinks or writes. Okay, I know, Jim. Sorry. I know. Sorry, coach. You've been telling us for years. <laughs> all right, uh, that is going to do it for us. And uh, just want to say thanks to everybody in the Twitter spaces. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for participating in the fan feedback. And remember, in those final score predictions, give Joe the meat. Joe loves the meat. What? We got to have no, that. No, no, no. Come on. Stop spreading those rumors. You heard Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.